I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I could be wrong, but I could be right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Speller and Luke Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's opposite me. You're wrong. And Pete Donaldson's here, damn it all. Peace. road rise with you ladies and gentlemen welcome to the football ramble here we are once again the beast from the east is being ushered gently out of great britain uh, but we're still here <laughs> you don't mean pete do you <laughs> no, it doesn't mean pete though. he means the beast weather. i'm the beast from the northeast yeah, yeah. exactly exactly pete you're our, you're the football rambles polar vortex <laughs> i will never stop no you won't i will never stop i'll just go somewhere else for a bit and then when, come back when i was at my computer earlier i felt like oh my computer <laughs> oh. <laughs> I felt. Oh, I have a computer. I felt a cold. I felt a cold front. Did you? And it, it looked up and it was you. <laughs> I do look like a kind of uh, like everyone. A, like Sorry, a, I meant to say rig. When I was at my rig. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I look like a like the Earl King or some some kind of like spooky kind of um, uh, children's story. Right, that makes kids yeah. be like be nice to behave. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you've been invented to scare children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, mm. in your Marcus? fake in your fake Kenya football top. 
All right, Marcus. I mean... Just giving the listeners a little insight. I bought a top in Kenya, Uh and it was fake. But I Still is fake. But I don't care. No, very yellow. It is very yellow. Clearly you don't They got that bit right. (laughs) They got that spot on. Um, My goodness, FA Cup stuff happened. Now, I predicted that there would be an upset in every one of the matches, and... There was. Don't you? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I was upset watching a lot of the football. (laughs) Man United won. Yeah, exactly. No, um, but people didn't realise that I was playing opposites at the time. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right. your fingers crossed. Yeah. There are no depths to which you will not plumb. No. <laughs> Wigan are out, Luke Moore. Let's have a bit oh, yeah. of respect, OK? They've Sorry. had a great run. They couldn't make it for Premier League scalps. Um, but, the, you know, what a run they've had. The cookie yeah. monster uh, couldn't do the business. <laughs> yeah, what a run they have had. But as far as I can, can see, what does it matter how many big teams you've knocked out in the past if you were going to get knocked out in turn by Southampton on your own patch. Yeah, but a Mark Hughes Southampton. Mm. Yeah. A reinvigorated Southampton. But Marcus, you, you sent a WhatsApp either just to me or to everyone, I can't remember which, saying that's much better from Southampton. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I, think, I, thought was... I think they got on the right, right side of the result, but I didn't think they were great. No, I th- but I thought it was better, which just shows you how poor they were. Well, it's been. better that they won a football match. I think that's kind of yeah. what it's, we could take from yeah, it. But it, it was a very... St- I thought Wigan played quite well. They stifled play in the middle. It was quite stodgy. They had 11 corners in a row, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I th- no, I think if you look at the first half and the second half performances, the second half was marked. Uh, was, was marked Hughes' uh, improvement. <laughs> <laughs> improvement. Thank you, Peter. Um, yeah, the first half, Wigan perhaps... Could have had a goal. It didn't quite bounce for them. The ball in, in, in the right area. It was that so period of time, wasn't it, where you see in games a lot where you think this is great, but you're going to have to score it. Exactly. Because yeah. if you don't, you can have, you have to weather a storm later. Well, well Paul Cook said um, that he was fearful at half time. Well, I, I, I mean that just might be the language he's, he's using. But but Mark Hughes would have probably been quite pleased to get in at nil nil. They'd, they'd rode their luck slightly. As I say, there wasn't too many sort of real clear cut or. or sitters missed by Wigan mm. but you get in at half time and Southampton came out and it was as if Hughes said to them right come on you're better than this you're two divisions above them for crying out loud show a bit of quality and, th- and they did and Southampton were, were worth their win I thought certainly they showed their superiority do you think that's it's, it's been as simple as that that the, there was no fear that they would get told off under Pellegrini and now Mark I wouldn't want to be told off by Mark Hughes you know what I mean yeah. you're a proper dressing down it'd be well, very stern well Pellegrino wasn't um he got too comfortable. Yeah, he seemed quite... a very comfortable man with very little little natural authority, um, really. Who's yeah. that? Pellegrino. Yeah, Mark Hughes doesn't really raise his voice either, though. He's quite he's a lot more sort of... Um, it's a quiet in, fury, intense, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think his, his chat clearly did the trick. They came out and they, and they scored a couple of goals. Could have been another one if it weren't for Gabby Dini's... And a wonderful save from Walton mm. in goal. He, was fan, he, he had a good game, um, Walton. He's a good goalkeeper from what I've seen. I, it was crazy to me that they, they let Gabby Dini take that um, penalty because... He looked so low on confidence, and it was actually an important penalty. Because at that point, when they gave the penalty to Southampton, you thought, well, that's game over. Mm. Um, of course, they ended up scoring the second goal on the break when Wigan were really pushing, and that, and that sort of decided the game. But for such an important penalty, given the form that Gabbiadini's been in when he's been in the team, which he hasn't been in the team very often anyway, um, I, it was surprising to me that he was given the penalty. And we had a little chat about it before we came on, Marcus, and you said it was a, it was a decent enough penalty, which is mm. a brilliant save. But we have to understand that if it doesn't go in, really, the odds are stacked so much in favour of the taker that you've really got to be scoring whatever happens. Mm. Also, has Mark Hughes not got to be making a concerted effort to lift the confidence of individuals as well? Maybe he thought, I need to get goals out of Gabbiadini. Yeah. Maybe he's identified him as his, as his best chance of someone who's going to get a few for whatever reason and, and decided to go with him for that. I, I couldn't I think he... Out of the players on the pitch, I couldn't really think of 
who would who else would take it to be fair Tadic Tadic maybe yeah that's the only other player who was on the pitch at the time that I could think of but no, I don't watch Southampton very often for obvious reasons I don't know with, 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 <laughs> with Hoiberg I mean he seems to be uh, after his goal as well he, he might have fancied it I don't know but two, um, two uh, first time scorers for Southampton and it's funny old Cedric uh, scoring his first for Southampton because he's been there for a little while he has yeah. the way he finished I thought the, the, you know, such nicely a, taken goal. Yeah, such yeah. an accomplished finish and such a runner, and he looked so calm. I thought, blimey, is that really his first goal? And he's hardly scored any goals in his career when you finish like that. <laughs> I think put him up front. Hmm. I th- I'm surprised. I think it was a good afternoon for Southampton. Obviously, it's good in the sense they went through. But Hugh said himself that he felt um, what, what was his word? Not excited, but kind of encouraged by some of the players yeah. and the qualities got in there. And I think that they showed the signs of perhaps um, they're, they're, this boding well for their Premier League form. They've only won one in the seventeen, something like they're that. They're definitely better than they've been shoving. There's mm. no question about that. But that doesn't mean that they want. They, uh, Plenty of teams have had that in the past and still been relegated. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, Hughes has got. He has. I mean, I imagine it was part of the thinking when he took the job, which is that there is something here to work with. This is not like a West Brom situation where they just look completely doomed. Yeah. Um. He probably understands that that bottom half of the table, more or less, it's really going to come down to who gets the most out of their players because all those teams, apart from West Brom, you could probably make an argument to say they might escape it. So Hughes probably just backs himself to go in there and do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised now if Southampton start picking up a few points and, yeah. their, and their um, challenge to stay in the league is certainly given a big shot in the arm by Hughes. And his, who who and have his they methods. got next? West Ham, oh, it's West Ham away, isn't it? That's a yeah, massive Hughes. Game. Yeah, yeah. Well, They've got Chelsea in the next round. Mm. The victors of Leicester City. It was a close one. Claude Powell said that um, he thought they deserved a fairer result. Mm. I thought it was a fair result. <laughs> yeah, we fair should have result. lost on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm happy to have lost, but I'd like it to have been closer. <laughs> <laughs> we took no extra time. Yeah, when, when they got that equaliser, you thought, well, you never know. Because Chelsea are such a Jekyll and Hyde type team. Yeah. You don't really know what you're going to get. And Leicester at home are a decent proposition, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, many people think. Um, I header from Vardy. I said, oh, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you jank something with your head? I don't know. He <laughs> headed it onto his own shoulder, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he looked so angry with himself. <laughs> I love the way Vardy plays, though, against against bigger sides. And this is why, we'll talk about the England squad in a, in a little while, but Vardy's such a handy player. And it's, uh, how can I say, he would be perfect for a team who are setting up, like Leicester do, soak up the the... the the attacks and so on, and hit them on the break. He mm. loves snapping away at yeah, centre back yeah, heels, absolutely. and he's so effective at that. And actually, if if something was to happen to to Harry Kane, you know, God forbid, then actually against bigger sides, I think Vardy would would be a good replacement and, and, for England. And, and, I don't want anything to happen to Kane. All right, let's make that abundantly and, and to, clear. And to be honest, because people have uh, on a few occasions recently because they've seen John Joe Shelby, Shelby play very often Newcastle. Yeah, they said, does he does he have a place in the England squad? I said, no, he doesn't work hard enough. But I think with Vardy, yeah. he's one of those players who can, you know, whip a ball really, really hard and really quickly and really low yep. forward. I think Vardy would, uh, and his work rate as you, as you, as you I, I would have Vardy. Um, I would have Vardy in to bring him off the bench. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you've got you've got two good strikers here. You like to play in a certain way, at England. Unfortunately for you, Jamie Vardy, you're not the first striker who's not going to have got a huge amount of England caps because there's been other better players. Of That's course. how international football works. Yeah. Let's not try and please everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's bring Vardy on for the last 20 minutes when we're on a stretcher team. Um, or and or be, just annoy them or wind yeah, them up. <laughs> either way, yeah. And that, and that would be his role. But on, on the game on the game from, from, from the weekend, I, I feel that, that it's easy to be wise after the event, but I did raise an eyebrow when I saw the team's come in and see that Ian Acher was playing ahead of Okazaki because mm. Oka- they looked so much better with Okazaki in the team oh, yeah. in that system and when Okazaki came on they looked a lot better didn't they yeah 
Oh, Okazaki's well, a brilliant player. Him and Vardy is such a good partnership. And he just, the, and he the, just stretches teams. Yeah, yeah. It, again, talk about work rate. Yeah, it's, it's two very different types of work rate as That's well. That's right. It's, it's, it, Okazaki's hold-up play is just absolutely superb. But it's as a well. partnership. You, yeah, quite. But when you've got, you've got someone got, like Vardy who can run in behind like that... And then you throw Mares into the mix. You know, the yeah. way those three kind of work together is absolutely delightful. You know, I think they would have had a good, a decent shot um, uh, uh, coming through that if they had picked... Um, and like I say, it is easy to be wise after the event. But have they started with Okazaki? Because Ian Acho doesn't really look at the races at the mm. moment. That if they started with Okazaki in there, um, they could have had a bit more joy. They could have done. And Southampton would have probably preferred to play Leicester in the next round. Mm. Let's think about Mark Hughes just for another brief moment, mm. OK? Now we've got that out of the way. <laughs> we can move on to Manchester United, who put Brighton to the sword. 2-0, oh. oh. eh? Riveting. When you've got personalities <laughs> like that. They're as interesting as rivets, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your man of the match? Mine was Luke Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the island, a.k.a. Nemanja Matic. The yeah. island. One of, <laughs> one of the two players that, you know, appeared with any dignity out didn't, of the game. Of didn't get a manager. roasting, yeah. I mean, it, it was a fairly straightforward win for Manchester United. Let's not be silly. Although Brighton had moments but at 1-0. why do they make everything look shit, though? <laughs> yeah. That's my problem. 2-0 win, fine, they're at home. It's a quarter-final of the cup. The most important thing is go to the fruit of the semi-final. Yes, May United are second in the league. Yes, they win games a lot. Why does everything look bad? <laughs> it was, it's like a sort of, almost like a flat pack victory. Yeah. You know I mean, like an yeah. Ikea victory. It's one of the biggest conundrums that we've ever been doing this show. Like, yeah. Just to work well, get, out how this happens. Get them 2-0 and then just bring, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters. They need to. They need just, to. Just bring us something. Do you know the signing May United need to make in the summer? Usain Bolt. A bloody PR team. Yeah. That's what. So we're not, so stupid people like me can yep. read the PR and go, oh, they're really good. Instead, yeah, of, fine. instead of leaving all the PR to Jose Mourinho. Yeah, who's yeah. terrible at it and doesn't care about it. He yeah. really tries to convince us all what we should have, uh, or, or what we, what, what, what am I trying to say? He tries to convince that, us. That we're all wrong and he's right. That, yeah. Well, there's that as well. But best. No, you didn't just watch a boring game. Actually, what you saw was a load of players who I managed to lift for this and get us a win. <laughs> yeah. well, if it, well, if it wasn't for me, they'd be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's like, well, isn't he? I'm, yeah. so, I'm so bored of that man at the moment. Yeah. I thought I'd reach rock bottom with him, but I've found a basement level. Yes, indeed. To be yeah. so well, just... And that is, it's not, I mean, that's typical of your life generally, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm deep belief yeah. where the barrel yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, you can, always, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. always drill further down. There's always, there's always a hate tunnel underneath. Yeah, yeah. you get to the bottom <laughs> of the barrel, you scrape into the hate tunnel, and before yeah. you know it, you're wearing a fake Kenya shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Getting mugged off by Marcus, <laughs> who, has yeah. a, who has a real Kenya shirt. Yeah, and should have worn it today. Yeah, where's your real Kenya shirt, Marcus? It's, it's, it's above the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, Pete, with with, with your sort of uh, uh, desires and whatnot, are you, are you not pleased that you can hate him more? I think uh, in a weekend where we've seen um, someone like Per Mertesacker talk uh, oh, quite yeah. eloquently about um, depression, yeah, you know, losing one of his best friends and stuff like that, <laughs> we're allowing a football manager to rinse a player like Luke Shaw once again. Where, does mm. the FA step in at any point and go, you have, you have a responsibility, you have a duty mm. of care to your footballers, yeah. Um, and you can't be treating them like this every single well, day. Well, that, that is actually, it's, it's, it's a sobering it's be, thought, but it's a fair one. It's been bullying for a long time, and I think it's even worse now, to be honest. He'll be off, though. He'll be off. In yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't it's really It's not, not working for either, either party, is it? But I think yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting point, Pete, because I never actually thought about that, really, per <laughs> yeah. se. And, and as you, Too busy uh, looking at my Kenya shirt, mate. I think so. I think mm. that was a, like a rabbit in the headlights. But, mm. uh, and that's a bit hypocritical of you, Marcus, because you've, uh, and so have you, Pete, you've probably humiliated me loads of times. Yeah. So I don't know what you can you, you very much deserve it. No, he was just reading out facts. I am, <laughs> I am also overweight. <laughs> just delivering the referendum results. More in or out. But it is, it is interesting how Mourinho will, will, will we, be we so... We never mention your smell. That's no, that's true. And that is, cause it's not an audio thing. A, um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, we do, I, I do find it interesting how he keeps giving Shaw, I guess in quotes, chances 
and then but but singles him out for sort of this quite individual treatment that, mm. that I mean because we he's not going to Luke Shaw isn't the first player this season to underperform for Man United and he's not going to be the last either yet he's the one who really gets the uh, gets the abuse and 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 that old that tired old sort of trope of Oh, but Mourinho is just deflecting because that's what he does. Well, he doesn't need to because no. they beat Brighton 2-0. They're yeah, in the yeah. semi-final of the FA Cup and, mm. and that's really the order of the day. We're not talking about Man City here because Man City are out of the Cup. We're talking about Man United who've won a game and they're now in the semi-final. So um, it doesn't really ring true to say that either. So it is, it is strange because what you guys touched on earlier, with the exception of Lukaku and, um, and Matic, and I suppose Romero made, made a good save or two, it wasn't really that much to speak of in terms of quality for Man United, was no, it? No, also, also, I mean, the other motivation you, you could look at Mourinho for having for, for criticising Shaw like that is, is to motivate him, is to, is to get, him, get him going, you know, there's a really good player in here and you need to work harder and you'll get there. Clearly that hasn't worked. Mourinho's not stupid enough to know that that, you know, to, to know that isn't working. So what's his motivation? Well, I think he's straight moti- up. Is he, is he just trying to humiliate his, him and bomb him out of the club? His motivation is for me is Mourinho is worried for his job, and yeah. he's now blaming everybody. And and what he'll do in the summer, he'll want to sell off. I don't know seven or eight players, something like that. Spend an enormous amount of money and go for broke. Yeah. He wants to 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 essentially um, keep himself in this job because if he knows if he if if he loses his job in the summer. Where does he go? He's not old enough to to take the Portugal uh, to, to take the Portugal job in his own, uh, you know, by his own admission. Does he go to PSG? They won't want him because they want to play really attractive football and, and so yeah. on and so forth. They want to do something there. Mourinho, then, if he leaves leaves the Man United job, he has to take a. a it's not a second-rate job to go to, I don't know, a, a Severe or a Roma or something like that, but it's not one of the elite. Mm. That's what he's worried about. I, I, I'm sure this is why he's now just aiming his gun at everybody. And the problem for, for Man United as well is, or a problem for them, is that if you look at the team they played against Brighton, and we touched on this last week, mm. um, and we've talked about it further back in the season about mm. in context of Guardiola and how he actually coaches and how he's lowered the age of his team and all the rest of it. Well, actually, United, in short... Um, Martial, Lukaku, Lingard, um, uh, Rashford who came off the bench and, and McTominay as well. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of young players there. Yeah. Yeah. What does it say to the, for those young players to look over at someone like Sean and say, well, this is how he's being treated. And he's a mm-hmm. young, not vulnerable, but an impressionable young man who needs to be coached because he's not anywhere near at his peak yet. What does that say to those other young players that says, oh, well, yeah, you might be fine for now, but if he turns his attention to me, I could be in big trouble. And that can't make for a very settled sort of squad. So, you know, we go back to what we talked about on Thursday about how a lot of these players need to be coached. You can't. This he's not going to be able to get away with just saying, "Oh, do you know what? I don't fancy that player anymore, so I want fifty million for another one." Yeah. And then complaining when he doesn't get it because well, this is it all it. adds up to him not being there much longer. Well, completely. Mm. And Pelic Tomlin it over Pogba for crying out loud. He was like eighty nine. What was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Pogba and Sanchez on the bench was an interesting one as well. Like it almost looks like he didn't actually want Sanchez. The whole, the whole thing already seems very, very strange. I think he, Mourinho is trying to make out that, oh, poor old me, I'm doing the best I can with this lot. Yeah, he and can't. I, well, I mean, you said about he singled out Luke Shaw. Of course he did. But he also had a go at the rest of the squad. You know, he said, when we win, we all win. When we lose, I lose alone. When he, um, apparently that's what he said to his players in the wake of the, uh, the severe defeat. Well, that tells you his mindset. Mm, that mm. tells I mean, you what's going on. Oh, when we lose, I lose. It's, it's not us versus them. It's it, us versus me. 
It's all it's, about yeah, him. It's crazy. He has to make it about him. Now, it don't get look, me wrong. He's, he's got to a point where he's playing. He's at a club where um, the, the job just sounds a little bit too big for him. Quite. Well, this is, it's Real Madrid all over again. You, know, you can do it at a club like Chelsea. You know, you can you can do it at a club that's a big club, but isn't one of these sort of prestigious elite clubs mm. where things are done in a certain way. <clears> and it just, you know, as we've said before, it just doesn't seem to wash at a club like Man United. The style of football's like that as well. And he, he seems to have lost that air of sophistication that made everyone fall well, in love well, with him. He's becoming a meme almost. Well, the, difference, the difference between that is that if you go to a certain level of club, <clears throat> and I won't be as unfair as to name him like you have, Jim. If you go, if you go, <laughs> if you go to a, set, a certain level of club, you can bend the club to your will. Exactly. If you go to a club, another type of club, yeah. and I would suggest Man United is, is that type of club, mm. you have to bend to their will. And if you're not prepared to do so, it becomes brittle, and eventually you're going to break. I think that's exactly right. And, and you know, he started saying that a lot of his players lacked the personality and sort of character and class as well. And I thought, well, it's pretty classless, as, as Pete was saying, to sort of dig out someone like Luke Shaw. And it, and it doesn't make any sense, because if, if he's saying in the dressing room to some of those players, look, this is what we'll do. I'm going to say this in the media. You said, well, don't say that about me. <laughs> That's not very nice. Yeah, I don't think Luke Shaw signs off any of these. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any of these yeah, press fine. conferences. Can I just tweak I... some of the word in? <laughs> and as there's a spelling you... mistake in wanker. Yeah, as long as you don't <laughs> swear, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but as you know, Martin Keown was, was saying, and a number of other pundits were saying, that that's the type of chat you have in the dressing room. Mm. And then go out and, and you know say what you've got to say. But he doesn't want to look at mug. And he's saying, well, the team didn't play the way I wanted them to play or, and, and, and the way I prepared them wasn't for this. Oh, well, so what, Josie? They, they won in a fairly handedly 2-0 fashion. It was it was very straightforward and not no thrills, but they won. What Did, did you want them to go out swashbuckling and win 5-0? Mm. Yeah. Can I invoke the Keown response there? That Please. When, when you start quoting Martin Keown, uh-huh. uh, the end is nigh. It, ten, it tends to be time to move on. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, they play Spurs in the next round. They do, and they That's were very good. That's much better. There we go. Spurs were very good Yeah, away from home. Christian Eriksen. I think all, the thing is... From what I saw, the whole team played well, didn't they? Mm. Again, and, and, and I'll tell you something now. Um, obviously, Spurs are a much better team than Swansea. They've got a good record against them. Christian Eriksen's got a fantastic record against does, Swansea. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, if I were a Spurs fan, I would be happy to play Man United mm. at Wembley. Because I was there when they played him at Wembley last time and they absolutely destroyed them. Mm. And yeah. that'll give them a lot of confidence. Yeah, do, but- do you think that, that, that um, Jose, will you use that as a template to just try and grind it out though to just think alright what we've got to do is just kill this but Jim possibly but I mean, yes. I, and I'm not saying this necessarily teaches us anything about the semi-final because mm. you know, it's a different kettle of fish of course and, and Man United's record at winning trophies is far superior to Spurs and so you know United are a team that expects to win trophies and we understand that but Mourinho tried to do that against Spurs in the league and he yeah. couldn't. They well, could, he did it 1-0 at Old Trafford. He could, exactly but he couldn't do it at Wembley he, could, he couldn't impose any of his he did it against Liverpool though Fine, but they're playing Spurs at Wembley, mm-hmm. and last time I played Spurs at Wembley, yeah. they were absolutely. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a win. Uh-huh. It was a, dist- a, a ritual destruction of them. Sure, but I, I think that this is where the frustration with Mourinho will come up because they could enter that game and they could stifle it and win like they did against Liverpool, or they won against Spurs earlier in the season, or his Chelsea side beat Spurs in, in the was it the League Cup final or something. Yeah. When Mourinho sides play like that, when they manage the game so well, it actually is quite amazing when he sets up a side. He can set up a side and win a, a one-off game like that, and it is quite brilliant, to be quite honest. It yeah. really is. Um, and, and they could do that here. But the excitement of the football is, is something that's still yeah. going to be lacking. It's funny, you don't see a situation where going into a, a semi-final, an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley, with Man United playing Spurs, you just you do not see a situation where Man United simply win by outplaying Spurs. Yeah. And that sounds mad, oh, it doesn't never it? happen. It would never happen now. But they could out-tactic them. They could, I mean, yeah. outplay them in, so, in some different levels. There's, there's, there's many ways to, to skin a cat. Of course, the last time Manchester United won 
um, the FA Cup. Louis van Gaal was in charge. And uh, there we go. Yeah. Speaking of the, um, the, the the Manchester United players coming up short, old King Louis thought he'd have his uh, his <laughs> the king thrumping. of the swingers. Have his have his thrupney bit. <laughs> Yeah, indeed, Luke. Yeah. Indeed, um, yeah. He was—he's moaning again about his Manchester United players. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> he won the Champions League. Louis Van Gaal. Talk about other things. The, in quote, the, yeah. the quote is amazing. The oh quote is amazing. Well, he said that he would send each player a personal email detailing their progress ahead of a face-to-face meeting. Uh, but it appeared that no one read the emails. Um, Van Hal knew this because he had a <laughs> notification to tell him if the email had been read. Nice. Of course he did. I developed the digital tracker with my IT man. Van Hal developed said. the digital tracker with my IT man. Can you imagine being Louis Van Hal's IT man? Oh. You wouldn't get a moment's rest. I, hit cancel, do not hit yes or no. Shut up a Facebook page for me. <laughs> that's an off-the-shelf solution, Van Hal. You're getting rinsed by your IT man. Yeah. Oh, should be that. using the passphrase manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said that his conviction is that full professional Professional players also want to live professionally. Like Iron Robin, he read the emails. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the idea of Iron Robin coming to training really overweight, and so and people say, "How's he still being picked?" He read my email. Yeah. <laughs> He's also, living professionally. Why has he got an erection? He read the spam. <laughs> it also gives the impression that he was still emailing Iron Robin while he was managing Man yeah. United. Yeah. Like he just keeps it going to everyone. I'm just checking to see if this uh, notification works. Iron, can you uh, confirm? Why has he got an erection? He opened the attachment. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Iron Robin's thinking, oh, don't name me there. Don't bring me into it, you know. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm reading more like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Peter, much better. Wasn't worth it. Um, it. Was worth it. Everything I do is worth it. <laughs> I hope you've got the correspondence ready, mate, because have, we're yeah. going to go there and to the Premier League after this break. Whoa! I also smoke uh, exhaust pipes <laughs> never gets old that no, no. Um, but what if you did it of course and when uh, it does we change them anyway that's so, right yeah. yeah Peter let's have some correspondence eh hello to Terence who I've just noticed has misspelled the word thanks and wrote thansk okay so I'm having it I like oh. it Terence uh, regard- regarding the discussion about keepers wearing flares or a net between their legs whilst I'm not sure about the legality of this I do know that there are no laws governing the size of goalkeeping gloves so technically, Ooh. a keeper could just put on some massive gloves the, the size of the entire goal and just stand there I, for the entire match. I'm, I'm fairly certain. While I be... want that to be true, I don't think... <laughs> and, and can I just say also, Peter... Um, I don't think Terence is a Dito's person, thanks. No. Thanks. You, know, you know you talked about perhaps a goalkeeper wearing some sort of like netted skirt? Yeah. Well, I think some someone, some who, works, someone who works at one of those um, sort of... Uh, I'm just going to sound really old now. Go on. Those loud marble people who, <laughs> yeah. who, just, who just do... Photoshops and, yeah, 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 and goes yeah. around the internet a stick, million times. Stick heads on things. Yeah, I, one of them did that with Thibaut Courtois, who was the goalkeeper we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the day I mean, after, you, you started suggesting it, so no, I reckon there's a mole there. No, no, I think it was before. no, it was before because ah, I mentioned so you it in off the podcast. I rubbed, mentioned it in the podcast. Yeah, he, that was he, he how I brought it, it up. From. On the other hand, then get your own lines then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you're quoting them or not. Never get your mind. own lines. Never mind. Rob, hello, Rob. Uh, morning, guys. Uh, hearing the recent tales of Steve Cottrell. There's a lot of Steve Cottrell emails coming in, and I, for one, am loving it. Mm. Uh, reminded me of something a mate and long-suffering Sunderland fan told me that can also uh, comfortably sit in the category of angry old man at football shout something brutal and hilarious. Uh, when Cottrell was assistant to Wilkinson at Sunderland in their recordly, record-breakingly rubbish season, <laughs> he was famed for enthusiastically taking notes in his little book, even when the Black Cats were stinking in the place out in February 2003 as Michael Proctor scored his second on goal in four calamitous first half minutes to go 3-0 down at home to Charlton that's just, that's <laughs> horrible isn't it that's, what a that depressing is, sentence that is dark 
Cotto started to energetically start a new note. He then paused and stared thoughtfully for a moment with his pen at his mouth searching for a word. An old man behind him in the stand had seen enough by this point, stood up and screamed, uh, What's the matter with you, Cottrell? Can't you spell shite? <laughs> Cue a sad-looking Steve Cottrell, oh, and uh, the only time no. this season that anyone in the stadium of light laughed. Cheers. Uh, they haven't laughed since, I don't think. See, that's no. not... See, just swearing at a manager. I'm sure there are some funny I've examples. I've seen you do it. <laughs> well, I, you were the manager. Um, <laughs> uh, it can be a bit crass, whereas I prefer the the um, the approach of uh, the American chap where you saw... Was it Was it you saw it? Or... Oh, coach. Woo! Yeah, that exactly. One, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was at New York Red Bulls. That yeah. was good. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we like that. Yeah. Uh, funny for now, uh, hello Rambo, this is from Alex. I empathise with uh, Marcus's desire to give every Englishman a fair hearing for a seat on the plane and I've mm-hmm. come up with some kind of solution. At the start of the Premier League in a World Cup year, the England manager has to pick a squad of 63. Every week, the manager will eliminate one player. He will hold a press conference alongside this player, explaining to the press why this footballer does not have the necessary attributes to play international football. If this timeline is followed, he will be left with 23 players for the start of the tournament. Thank you, Alex. Well, That's good. Well, that was good just, idea, that. Started three weeks early and you could have asked 66. It's going to, yeah. yeah. That'd obvious. be a nod, wouldn't it? It would be a and, big uh, nod. And, I mean, Jose's doing it pretty much anywhere. Yeah. What, what, you'd be, what you'd be ending up with like, is like a load of really steady players who don't take, don't catch the attention of anyone. <laughs> because it'll be like, oh, is it June? I've forgotten to, I've forgotten to rule out like, you know, I mean, the guy, the guy who played, Paul Koncheski. <laughs> Mind you, actually, no, people who saw him play for Liverpool would have ruled him out by now. I yeah. think so, maybe, yeah. yeah. Hugely. Or you could do an X Factor type thing. They've come in and just got to like juggle the ball for a bit. Do a little dance. You can do if you could do keepy uppies for five minutes, then you you're can fine. Win the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Just had a nightmarish vision of the future where Jose Mourinho is England manager and looking at how things are going. I, thought, I mean, that could happen. Well, he it? was offered the job before. Yeah, he that's what I mean. The job. That's what I mean. Him and Wenger. Going Imagine for the that next job one. share. <laughs> That'd be um, amazing. There we are, Peter. Thank you very much for reading the correspondence. Let's go to the Premier League and selecting them. Yeah, you selected them as well. You did yeah. do that. So basically, yeah. thanks, thanks for you for grabbing the latest three in your inbox when the <laughs> recording time comes I around. remembered the password to the email account. Well done. Which is it's a uh, big improvement. Yeah, I know. Well, Jurgen Klopp reckons Mo Salah is on his way to being compared with Messi. Well, with he's, Messi. He's compared him with Messi by saying that. Indeed yeah. he has. <laughs> in the same way that um, Martin O'Neill compared Ashley Young to the likes of Lionel Messi. <laughs> This was when he played for Aston Villa, of course. Ashley Young has started important England games in the number 10 role for England, doesn't he? Uh, Euro 2012? And that's not something you say about Lionel Messi? I did, we didn't really have a number 10. It was you know what I mean. Yeah, I did, attacking yeah, yeah. midfield role. Yeah, he yeah. has, yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. And he, he might well play for England in the summer. So are you saying that current form, Mo Salah is better than Ashley Young? Probably. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Although Ashley Young did keep him quiet the other exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's, you know? Hence my question. Well, I, I think Ashley Young, because he achieved his goals as being like a messy type figure, he yeah. then went back so he could defend against has, those yeah, types yeah. of players. Has, to become the complete player we're seeing now. Yeah. Exactly. He's like the English John Charles, really. <laughs> also, has Mo Salah ever had a pigeon shit in his mouth? <laughs> Let's go ahead and assume not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bold Jim. <laughs> seriously, seriously, how good was Mo Salah against oh Watford? It was like God. he was playing a completely different sport. It was beautiful. So I mean, he had the ball in the box and he was saying to them, I'm going to take as many touches in your penalty area as yeah. I feel like, and when I'm bored, I'm going to score. Yeah. And I'd love to see any of you try and stop yeah. me. I want you to think about the word jinking. Yeah. yeah. I want to show you how it's done. I want you to move in one wave, one sad wave, knowing that none of you will ever touch this football. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just one of the all-time great performances. You know, it's rare that, you know, rare that All-time players... great? Well, he scored four goals. It you know, did. it's a very rare thing that... that there was that, some... And he, and he got an assist as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he had a hand I, in I the other one. 
really don't think that's that bold a claim. Yeah, I, I, he's absolutely magnificent. This we've known, um, but now the kind of the stats are coming through. That uh, it's not even the thing is with that football. I, I don't, I don't even care about the stats. No, I sure. Just, I love watching him play football. Yeah. No, but I think that There's when three Watford defenders in the box just going one way and going, I know. I mean, that was janky as hell. But, I felt sorry. And the for finish, them. I thought, I thought the keeper could have done it a little bit better, but. You know, he still made them. All of those people do those things, didn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he scored more goals in his debut season for Liverpool than, than any other player, and there's still seven league games remaining. But the, the reason why I say that the stats are there is because if he achieves, um, well, he's already achieved that, but his name is in, in the history books mm. now. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. it will always be remembered that season or this season. But he, he's just absolutely phenomenal. And to be fair, Klopp is, is, is right. I think that if he, if he has another season like this next season, then he is one of the best forward players yeah, in the world, absolutely. if not already. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to think of a player having a sort of better debut season for, for a new club in, in the Premier League. Mm. I, I mean, because Torres hit 33 goals, didn't he? Salah's already got, done better than that. Yeah. I think Van Nistelrooy would be another one you look at. Um, he got, I think he got 36 goals in 49 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Salah's, you know, Salah's already hit hit that 36 in, in 40 it's just and he's I think doing, he's got 37 in all competitions right. think, I think unless and it, it might be 36 and he's doing it from much deeper isn't he really or he's, or he's part of a he's not an out and out striker like, no, it, like a lot of the players that we're mentioning I mean if you look at Klinsman that was 30 Sergio Aguero scored a lot of goals but I think like the expectation was maybe higher on him, so I don't know how you sort of measure that. But it's, well, he it's came just from brilliant. A, he came from a different footballing culture in Italy, of course. Now I know he was in England, but he didn't play in England that long, and he didn't play that much. Hence his move away to um, to Roma. But uh, he had a great time there. But he was very much a winger, as Klopp was saying. Mm. Yeah, and he had a very very. Um, I suppose, a traditional centre-forward, for want of a better word, in, in Edin Dzeko. Yeah. Now, he goes to this Liverpool side, they, as we use the word dynamic a lot with that front three, but it isn't your traditional front three. You know, a front three would normally have like Morata or somebody like mm. that up top, um, whereas whereas they don't have that. It's very interchanging and, and so on and so forth. And, and Klopp said, you know, um, we didn't know if he could play as a striker, but we've learned that step by step. And it's quite nice, isn't it, when when you hear things like that, yeah. that, that, that a player can just explode into a different role and have such a record-breaking, phenomenal season in a different position. And it's almost like, oh, that's a bit of a yeah. result. We've sort of stumbled upon this in, in mm-hmm. a way. So much of it is down to Roberto Firmino and the work he does as well. Mane as well. But they, yes. you know, they they are they're defensively very good at the, at the top, aren't they? They, mm-hmm. they press and they harry. And, yeah. and, and Firmino is such an unselfish player and that's just they're just reaping the dividend but you're right to say that about Firmino because some might uh, say that his goal scoring isn't um, what it should be now he does get goals I don't think anyone yeah. would say he's sort of lacking in that per se but but it is true that his work is so important in the way that Karen Benzema's work is so important yeah. for Cristiano Ronaldo at Real Madrid you know um, so, so you do have those players who play their role but I think one thing for Liverpool fans which is so heartening and so brilliant for them is they're not missing Coutinho at all. No, and obviously Coutinho it's, it's easy a, just to forget he's gone completely. Yeah. But obviously Coutinho is a, a fabulous player and, and was for Liverpool as well. But Salah is the man, uh, and and as I say, alongside uh, Firmino and then uh, Mane and so on, and, and you have other players um, that we'll talk about in just a sec. In there, it's 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 looking good, and of course they are up against Manchester City in the Champions League. And it's, Klopp said it was... Did he say it was an ideal draw or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think, I think it but would I suppose, be... Because they know they can beat them. With the exception of Sevilla, which I think... That would have been the yeah, one. Yeah, mm. but I, I think... Honestly, I, I think Liverpool will be relatively pleased. With, I think... With I, think, I, think, I, think right. I think for Man City, it's a nightmare. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Liverpool having beat them at Anfield when they were, you know, perhaps feeling invincible, they're going to have a little bit of insecurity about that. Yeah, no two, other team has that advantage over City. Two sides who like to keep the ball... 
and know what to do with the ball and can score goals. I mean, it's all set up for a you know yeah. a one 0 win on, on <laughs> yeah, yeah. two legs well, to somebody. You know? City, <laughs> City battered them at, at, um, at their place, didn't they? But Liverpool had a man sent off. Man, they were sent yeah, off. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's slightly slightly different circumstances. Sure, I, I think it's an intriguing fixture. Um, can't wait, you know. But we'll talk more about the Champions League draw on on, on the continent this week, of course, because uh, those are the only two English sides involved, and they play in each other. So we'll definitely have one in the semis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good stuff because we all the, love English teams. Exactly, and there's so much English involvement. Yeah. yeah. In those sides. Yeah. And to prove that, ladies and gentlemen, four Liverpool players are in the England squad. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gomez, Henderson, uh, Oxlade, Chamberlain and Lalana. I love that Gareth Southgate, king of... Uh, I think he's done an OK job so far, but I... I'm, king of... Finish that sentence. Oh, well, I was about to say, I'm not above making a cheap joke at his expense. Uh, <laughs> king of tough decisions. Um, <laughs> I could send an awkward text to Joe Hart, but I might just pick four keepers. Because I'm going to stop me in a friendly. Well, so you say he doesn't like tough decisions. John Joe Shelby's name is not in there. Not a tough decision. <laughs> Provided you're not geographically close to John Joe Shelby at the time, that is not a tough or brave decision. Pete, back me up here. Uh, no. no right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you on a more serious note, I'll tell you who could be, and he, and he actually played very well against United as well, a player who, who can consider himself unlucky to not be given the, given the nod is Lewis Dunk. Yeah, old Dunkey. I think he's been had a good season. I think he looks like a good player. Glenn Murray and as well. When, 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 um, well, yeah, perhaps. But when, when, when in the defence, Southgate's calling up um, Maguire, Mawson, Tarkowski, I'm not having a pop at any of those players, but I think Dunk could probably look at that and go, well, I could mm. feel a bit hard done by there. Ben Mee as well. Doesn't get a lot of plaudits mm. Burnley. Yeah. That is a fair point. I mean, the, the the Burnley side is an interesting one because mm. they're set up so defensively. I mean, Jack Cork's had um, a call up in the past, and he he's not in this side. And, so, and some people do say, well, if he did want a player just to sit in front of the back four, then then he might be a man. But then I suppose others would say, who's well, that? Sorry, uh, Jack Cork. Oh, sure. Okay. But then some people say, well, you'd have Eric Dyer. Now, Eric Eric Dyer is a funny one. Do you see? You speak to some Spurs fans, and they think he's underrated and he's he's a crucial part of that team. And then you speak to others. Well, not just Spurs fans, other people, and they go, oh, he's the weak link and he's, mm. oh, you can't rely on him and, and so on and so forth. But it is, I do look at that England side and I think, uh, Southgate has got a tough decision. Usually yeah. with an England team, when you, and I know that's not the, you know, that is um, 27 rather than 23 and it's not the, the, the <laughs> World Cup squad, although, you know, apart from Kane and maybe one or two others, you know, that will obviously largely be it. When I look at that England team, I'm struggling after Kane and maybe Walker um, and perhaps Bertrand or Rose. You know, you've got your two uh, uh, wing backs and, 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 and Kane. I sort of think, who do you put in there? Because normally. Probably with Sterling. It, okay, Sterling maybe is a free roll behind Kane, something like that, and a 3 5 2 or whatever. But I, I, I think with this England side, in previous tournaments. It's, it's up for grabs. It's completely up for grabs. In previous tournaments, you'd, I think we'd all be able to agree on six or seven names straight and away. And then we used to complain about it because they were always getting picked all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They can't really win. But up for grabs. Sounds like a really positive thing, doesn't it? But it's, it's not. But you've got, really. you got, <laughs> yeah. you got to treat it as a positive thing on, on one level because a lot of these players we're referring to, or at least um, sort of you know implying, aren't perhaps international quality for a World Cup. There is an element to this that we don't know until they play. I mean, we talked about... Um, but it never works out well. Germany do this sometimes when they put in a young player who's got two international caps in the tournament and then finishes yeah. top score. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It yeah. never but works you, out for you, us that you, way. But you talk about um, uh, shelving Newcastle. Jamal sells. Best yeah. uh, best goal difference in the in the bottom half of the table minus ten everyone's on like minus twenty and stuff and he's not getting a sniff yeah it's, I think, I think and Every, he's a leader as well I England lack leaders everything I said about Lewis Dunk you could apply to Jamal Lascelles mm. for sure mm. I agree. Look, look you know 
it, it depends what you expect from England, doesn't it? And and even even I was just thinking about now when you talk about Danny Rose, well, he's had problems. He's not mm-hmm, played an awful yeah. lot. He's been unfit. He's had mm-hmm. injuries. Yeah. Luke you know, Shaw, get him in. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> I'd do that just to piss off Mourinho if but, I was Southgate. <laughs> but Southgate needs to. I mean, we go to Netherlands for our first friendly, don't we? Of this international break, mm. we need to get into the position now. We're two or three months out from when we need to make some hard decisions. He needs to to stick a team in um, that he wants to at least build or put a core in that he wants mm. to build his team around because he's in danger of being hoisted by his own petard, Southgate, because he said, if you're not playing, I'm not going to pick you. Well, and- well, he's picked Rose and he's picked Stones and he's picked one or two others who aren't... Lallana's not played much football. He's mm. picking players who don't start regularly for their for their team. So... Mm. Whether, whether he sort of rode back from that because he thought well actually do you know what I'm England manager and I don't have an awful lot of options fine but he needs to really practice what he preaches I think he's, he's gone for the bigger players there hasn't he so went, oh, they play for big clubs and well he's not picked well, to be fair though Pete he's not picked Smalling uh, has he yeah and that would have been a, and he's, not, and he's not picked Jones either has he? he's injured I think Jones isn't yeah he? drink water as well um, and it was interesting Jake Livermore's inclusion um, obviously Livermore's having a terrible time at West Brom and there was the whole taxi business and, and so on mm-hmm. if indeed that should be a factor or not make your own minds up there uh, but Southgate spoke of Livermore's dedication and loyalty being a, a big factor behind his inclusion in the squad and this was uh, a story where Livermore was about to board a plane in November for a, for a birthday holiday with the family for a few days off and he got the call and he dropped everything and went straight into uh, and play for England. And, I mean, that is Jake Livermore. Like, we're not talking about, you know, Harry Kane or something. Like, well, but, we're not talking no, about a man, point. a fringe footballer, who's sort of going... Sure, but he did start... He has started uh, some big games for England, and that's that Southgate's point is, the fact is that his attitude was spot on, and I think some of the papers have said about Drinkwater saying, oh, I'm not quite ready. Now, you could look at that either way. You could say, actually, that's quite a selfless thing for Drinkwater to say, actually, I'm not ready. It's best not to play me. But n- less of that and more on, on Livermore's situation. The fact is that Southgate said that is the attitude. That is the type of uh, feeling and behaviour we want around the squad. Now, well, damn right you should expect that. It's the England team, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, yeah but, think, but when someone demonstrates that, they still deserve the credit for no, it. No, it's the England team, Jim! You, you like... you it's, it's two ways of looking at it. Isn't it? It's, it's a bit of a difficult situation to analyse. Because one, it's like, okay, you want to foster a good team spirit and you want to foster a good squad and you want to reward people for loyalty and for doing the right thing and for being team players. On the other hand, there's no earthly way England are going to make an impression on the World Cup by starting Jake Livermore in midfield. It's mm. not going to happen. So you have to make a decision, really. You have to be ruthless on one hand and say, we're picking the best team we can. Thanks for what you've done for us, but we're picking the best team we can. Or you've got to say, do you know what? I'm just going to pick the best group who have the best time and have such a great team spirit. They might actually do something like mm. Denmark did in Euro 92. It can't be both of those things. Yeah, well, this, which is why I think that the wheels are coming off already. With, I mean, with, <laughs> with, with, with Southgate, I think, oh, okay, he seemed like he had a bit of a plan and so on. And maybe we've been a little harsh, I, I don't know, but it, it's all a little bit uninspiring. And for crying out loud, I wish... That uh, that Wilfred Zahar had dedicated or, or declared to play for England rather yeah. than Ivory Coast because no, when he's in a team, yeah. it makes a hell of a difference, as Crystal Palace well know. We definitely would have won, would win the World Cup if he was in there. Yeah, right? I yeah. think that's yeah. it. We're just yeah. we're just a Zahar yeah. away. A that's player, all we are. A player who's been out injured for months, who um, was able to do, make a difference against a Huddersfield Town, <laughs> is definitely the sort of guy we need. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of flair, captain. Yeah. Captain. Yeah. Well, Palace hadn't won in their previous seven matches. It was a huge win. For, for Roy the boy, um, but Zahar back in the side making it making a massive difference. The stats you're back. I was being well. facetious. Zahar's a very very important. Yeah, player, I know you, player, and he's a good player, of course. Uh, and Mamadou Sakho looked imperious. Yeah, I at, think at the back. Sakho and Zahar they're above Palace's level, aren't mm. they? And when they're both playing and they're both fit, they they make such a difference. And but I you, think they're going to if if Palace do stay up, those mm. two will obviously be a big big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And 
not necessarily move on because I think they prefer to be bigger fish in a smaller Absolutely. pond. You know, um, Sacco's only made twelve appearances this season, and you think if had he have made more, would they be? In this uh, situation, um, perhaps, but but they, but they, you know, they do. They've have had some a lot of injuries, Palace. They've um, had a really bad. I mean, because Hodgson's not the sort of guy who really forthright complains all the time, like a lot of managers do. Yeah, I think it's gone a little bit underappreciated how many injuries that Palace have had. Yeah, um, Milivojevic always seems to be taking penalties. Well, yeah, he, I does, think he, he spends most of his time doing it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, <laughs> he's a crafty one to have in your fantasy football. He's team. got eight goals this season. Yeah, he? Something like that. not yeah. too shabby. He tends to put them away. He missed that one against Man City, but uh, but usually puts them away. And um, Palace host Liverpool next, so it was crucial to get a win there because you wouldn't um, you wouldn't have them as favourites. Then after that, they've got winnable games: Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford, Leicester, Stoke, and West Brom. Winnable games. You also never know with Palace and Liverpool. It's one of these weird little <laughs> modern rivalries where yeah. the Palace quite often throw up a shock there, so they'll be comfortable going in. Well, maybe, maybe not comfortable, but sort of you know that that will be in their minds. And Sacco as well has history with them, quite possibly. So yeah. I think this is going to be a belter. Um, Huddersfield away to Newcastle next, so they've still got a chance. Um, but in their remaining games, they've got to play Chelsea, Man City, and Arsenal among others. So it could be tough for old, old Huddersfield. Uh, Newcastle themselves, Peter, they've been in Spain. They played a friendly against Royal Antwerp, which consisted of three 45-minute periods. The future football. 135 minutes, yeah. <laughs> Match ended one all. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what's yeah, wrong with that? What's wrong with We've that? We've seen our strikers. I mean, if you play 135 minutes, you want more than two goals. Don't you? <laughs> in a friendly. You can't say uh, next goal wins in the Premier League. <laughs> no, no, you really can't. What was the point of having a, a third 45? I think they just didn't realise. It's probably just for fitness. It's like what behind closed doors is for fitness. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Why not? Hey, um, oh, we've got a little bit of championship chat, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be doing that after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's like the people's front of Judea. Nobody can make a decision. Meetings about meetings. 
Welcome back, everybody. Chris Sutton describing the BBC, then. (laughs) (laughs) The preview show is out on Thursday afternoon, everybody. It's going to be an absolute belter. How did our better get on, Luke Moore? Uh, David Harrison predicted a Wigan win over Southampton and was sadly incorrect. And there was talk on Twitter, rumours on Twitter, that he might even be the brother-in-law of one of the Roddens. That's not true. Really? Is it not true? I don't think it's just a little joke. Okay, right. The the joke's on him because he lost. Yeah, up yours, mate. (laughs) Have the Roddens cursed the seat itself? Possibly. Does it now not matter who sits in it? Well, if you think you're the one to, 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 pull, to pull the betting sword out of the hot seat stone <laughs> then uh, show at the footballramble.com is your destination and I'll be choosing another better uh, for the benefit of Prostate Cancer UK of course um, a best better with Bet365 on Thursday there we are now to the championship Peter a Newcastle fan was seen on the pitch at the Stadium of Light at half time yeah I heard about it and then I saw the video and it like I laughed Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it did look good. You got Meg the steward. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, that was the that was the kind of. So what um, was it? Was it the crossbar on the challenge cake, he was doing? He was doing the crossbar challenge, and he, he booted the ball off the off the off the crossbar, uh, off the crossbar and then uh, celebrated by uh, Alan Shearer. By right Alan Shearing. But how did he get called out of the crowd with a Newcastle? No, so on? he was. I think he was part of a charity walk from Bournemouth to Sunderland. I think yeah. so. He was he was there for a good reason, which has been and, played down you know, hugely. That he walked from Bournemouth first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we he still uh, hit the crossbar. Still hit the crossbar. <laughs> still had enough in the tank to run around yeah. uh, celebrating like Alan Shearer. What did um, the Sunderland fan? How was it? How was it received? I think it was received rather well. I think the Sunderland fans have got when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> I think yeah. they've got a little bit of humour. Um, but yeah, Sunderland are just dreadful at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. At the moment, it's been been a long time, hasn't it? Really? It, it, you it, keep, it, I mean, speaking of how you know, scraping the barrel. Well, northeast football in general is dreadful at the moment. Just dreadful. You know, Middlesbrough might. Yeah. Sort of do something that might make the playoffs. No, Mid- Middlesbrough, uh, Middlesbrough are doing well under Pulis. They're up in sixth. Yeah, you, I think you're been... clad about the fact that you love Pulis a little bit. No, I, I don't love Pulis. He's Middlesbrough are playing well, well at the moment. Yeah, I don't know, but you've unbeaten, made this unbeaten, unbeaten They've just six. gone down, though, haven't they? Middlesbrough. They've just gone down. Well, well, yeah, but they're, right. they're now, I mean, would you say Middlesbrough are an established Premier League side? No, they're a bit of a yo yo side. Hartlepool's are doing well. But that's me. That's the sort of stuff I'm talking about. North East football is in the doldrums, let's say. It, not as bad as it was the other year, but yes, yeah, Sunderland. No. Uh, they've won five out of thirty-eight championship games. <sighs> that is piss poor. It's not enough, no, is it? That's, <laughs> not, that's not enough. That really is piss poor. Mm. Well, let's move on from uh, from uh, Sunderland then, uh, or, or whatever that was. The Newcastle fan chat. Um, Neil Warnock fuming. Cardiff's match with Derby was called off, and he thinks it's all a bit suspicious. I am so happy this happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the maximum enjoyment you could get out of this scenario. Yeah, well, the the game was called off because of all the snow and all the rest of it. But as Nor- Warnock said, we got to the ground and the car park was clear. The pitch was perfect. Absolutely disgraceful, really. Not happy. What did John Cross say? <laughs> <laughs> He's just talking about Arsenal. But I mean, the FA have said that um, it was it was the decision was made because of supporter safety with um, mm-hmm. you know the very you know, the getting to the ground. Yeah, it's never about the pitch. Yeah, quite. Um, but then Warnock was sort of intimating that because. Derby have got quite a few injuries and Cardiff are just brilliant yeah. that it would have suited everyone if, if, to Dar- at Derby's end if they didn't play the game it's like I don't know if that's realistic to be honest yeah. <laughs> you can't blame Derby for wanting it off you wouldn't want to play us at the moment yeah. <laughs> he, he said he said the whole thing was a shambles and he's really annoyed that it has to be rescheduled and he said, he said it was a disgrace and then said the Football League now will try to make us play on the first available date which will be 17th of April that means we will go to Aston Villa on a Tuesday Norwich on the Saturday and then Derby on the Tuesday which is another disgrace <laughs> yeah. he, he, he strikes him as a man <laughs> who loves uh, using the word disgrace very yeah. liberally. But, but do you not think that Neil, what Neil's doing there is he's saying to his team, everyone, no one wants us to do this. 
Mm-hmm. No one wants us to be promoted. We're an unfashionable club. Of course. I'm an unfashionable manager. We get a bad reputation. <laughs> Everyone's against us. It's all part of the biggest, yeah. uh, the bigger narrative, isn't it? But it is annoying. I mean, reading out that, uh, did, that little... Did, did Neil Warnock end the quote by going by talking quite a lot about how bad Luke Shaw was? <laughs> <laughs> he called him a disgrace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Luke Shaw went to play for Neil Warnock, yeah. I think it would be like a holiday it would. at the moment. It would. <laughs> My goodness. Before we go to going for Claude, oh, quick Romario update. Let's go to um, Brazil. Currently a senator in uh, his native Brazil, of course. He's going to run for governor of Rio de Janeiro this year. Lauded for his work, uh, Romário, of course, in tackling corruption in football, but he is currently under investigation for allegedly concealing assets to avoid paying debts. He denies the allegations. More power to his elbow, then. Mm. Eh? More power to that man's elbow. I like that he said um, if it happens, he'll have the opportunity to demonstrate all he has learned in his life. Mm. He looks very well, doesn't he, Romario? He looks very smart. He's had a smarve? lovely... Smooth and suave together. <laughs> no, I think smarve. Smarve, He looks yeah. like, he looks a bit like my uh, mate Lewis's stepdad, Keith. <laughs> Good. He does. And I'll dig yes. out a photo. <laughs> I'll dig so. out a photo. Please I think it's so. time for going for gold. It is time for going for gold. It's time for going for gold, where I've got a mystery footballer in my head, slash on my laptop, and uh, you're going to have to guess who it is through a series um, of clues. I'm worried about my form. Oh. Yeah, I haven't picked up a win for ages. Jim's on a bin. quadruple. He's mm. doing great. Jim's on a hall. He's on a hall. Well, I very much like the fact that... Uh, who was it here? Uh, somebody got in touch. Uh, Matt. Matt Vitiello. Vitiello? Vitiello. Um, uh, PED, don't know why I'm sending this. You never read my emails. Uh, love all your shows, though. So I guess I'm the sucker for still trying. And then he gives me a lot of clues for going for gloves. Didn't say who the player was. So. <laughs> did, but did you get it? So you've already Matt. played it. Did you have to Matt. reply with who yeah, it was? Yeah, no, I, I didn't have a bloody clue, Matt, to be honest. Well, why don't we all um, do it together? We'll see if we can figure <laughs> but it Pete, out. But Pete, um, you also need to point out to people because a, a worrying amount of listeners are still emailing clues for this into show at the footballroundable.com, mm-hmm. which is the communal email address. Yes. Don't send it into that because no. Pete cannot consider them from there. You have to send them to Pete's email address. Yes. The best one Pete was when someone sent the footballramble.com. Yeah. Someone once sent one to me. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brilliant. Um, right. Uh, thank you to. Who was this? Uh, Gopinath. Hello, Gopinath. Um, hello to uh, uh, the player as well, who I'm going to be. I thought you were going to read him out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born on the 27th of May, 1987. Mm. Stop. I'm going to go David Bentley. David Bentley. You have. St- you have had a lot of David Bentley re- recently, haven't you? Have I? Oh, I don't no. know. Oh, maybe I was not. trying to get hold of him for a ramble meet, so if you're listening, David, uh, get in touch. <laughs> oh, no, incorrect. Uh, I played in Belgium, France, England, Italy, and China. Stop. Graziano Pella. Incorrect. Good guess. Stop. <laughs> Odio Nigolo. Incorrect. Stop. Oscar. Incorrect. Hmm. Yeah. in Belgium. <clears throat> can we, can we have those countries again? Belgium, France, Italy, England, China. I have 80 international caps for my country, scoring 22 goals. Was that a full stop? Is that, no, are stop, you, are you right. gaming the system again? Yeah, no, I stopped. Um, I couldn't remember his name. Axel Witzel. Incorrect. Yeah, I knew it was oh, wrong because he didn't play in England. Not a bad one, though, even though it's wrong. <laughs> Patently wrong. Yeah. And for good reason. So therefore a bad one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my list of honours include <laughs> funny. Uh, my list of honours include winning League 1 and the African Cup of Nations. Ooh. I wasn't Stop. laughing at that. That's Stop. a weird thing to laugh at. It's not Yakubu. Then I won't guess that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yakubu. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Out of order. <laughs> Interfering in you've... someone else's guess. Yeah. That should, there should be some sort of rule against that. Marcus, you're not. I guess this round. 
All right, fine. Right, yes, fine. mate. Yeah, yeah. stamping down Jim. on it. <laughs> About time. <laughs> Go carry on. It was yeah, no yeah, guess. You've got to carry on. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't you start, because you'll get a banning as well. Oh, banning right. orders all of this. Power. Glold as boards left, right and centre <laughs> round here. I can guess now that we're in this round. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I was sent off on my Premier League debut for slapping Joy Barton. Oh, 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 Gordon! Bennett. That's Stop. Not, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I, can't. I was going to say a liver decor, but it can't be incorrect. It. Stop, Papis Cisse. Incorrect. <sighs> slapping Stop. Barton. Denver Bar. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was Denver. Get, right. this, get this one. Who was it? I was once described by Eden Hazard as the best player he'd ever played with. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I can I can see the slapping, but I oh. I can see the slapping. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. That's your motto, that's, Marcus. That's my internet history. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Stop. Salomon Kalou. Incorrect. The pl- the clubs <laughs> the clubs I played for are uh, Beverin, uh, Le Mans, uh, Lille, Arsenal, Roma, and Hibbe, China Fortune. Stop, Javinho. It is Javino! Yeah, oh, Jimmy's got it again. The best player Eden Hazard has ever played with. <laughs> it's a bold statement. Mental, yeah. Eden. Yeah. Mental. All right, uh, good the, one. Jim yeah. again. Mm. The king of it. Yeah. Mo Salah. The last clue was... The, <laughs> you are Mo Salah of the last, the last clue was uh, the second autocomplete suggestion when you Google my name is forehead. So. Oh, oh yeah, that would have got yeah. that. Jim yeah. is the king of, um, of he's the most seller of going for globe, by which I mean I've seen Mourinho make him cry. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Gorp, enough. Thanks, Doug. Well, Good Excellent one. stuff. Mm. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the football ramble um, for another time. It's been absolutely wonderful, I hope and beg you'll agree. Um, uh, thank you very much to Luke Moore. Uh, thanks, Jim. Thank you very much to Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you very much to Pete Donaldson. Peace too. Thank the you very sequel. much. Thank you very much to me. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Say thanks, Marcus. Jim. Thanks, Marcus. Jim. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.